Poo dog. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Okay, toddlers, get your bingo cards ready. Oh, oh. So we're doing this? Well, yeah. Yeah, we can wait while they go download. You, you know they can just pause and come back when they're ready. Wait, we aren't live? Oh, we are. They aren't. Oh, so when you say recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, I, I mean the dogs. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Okay. How does, how does that possibly make more sense? Well, the, the howls of laughter that I have to edit out every week. Pause for that joke to die. Pause? Woof. Like, like pause? Woof. <laughs> Should we just play the theme? Please. <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure and puns always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Well, I'm I'm fine now, but when Lisa listens to the stupid puns we put in the cold open, I'm going to be less fine. Because <laughs> I wrote going to be some feedback. I wrote that. Todd did not write that, nor did he edit a single word. He ad-libbed a little bit, but he did not edit. So those that's mostly me. So is what it is. It's not going to make the note any shorter. How are you doing? No. Yeah, all right. Speaking of bingo cards, I did post the three bingo cards on our Facebook page last week. They, they weren't just cards. They were cardies. Bingo cardie A, bingo cardie B. And bingo, Cardi C. (laughs) (sighs) It it just keeps on going. It just keeps on going. Yep. yep, The joke just keeps feeding itself, as it were. Yep. Uh, From toddler number one, I I don't know that I can really put this into follow-up. Maybe it really belongs in what we're watching. Because Amy started watching Drive to Survive. Okay. And her first question was, how many times does Gunther swear in episode one? And the answer was a lot. A lot. There's a reason why you can't watch Drive to Survive on airplanes. Because it would just be a constant beep all the way through the episode. And it's it's not just Gunther. Max, it's, it's, Chuck. Everybody. Everybody. Yep. They apparently, and I, I haven't watched Drive to Survive, but I've seen other interviews. M- much of the F1 paddock uses the F word the way we use commas. <laughs> That's why it's F1. You just fi- We just figured it out. We just figured it out. I can't believe it took us five seasons of Drive to Survive to figure out why. Now we know. There it is. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Huh. Yeah. Problem solved. Amy is behind, so we'll catch these two while we're driving to St. Louis this weekend. Okay. And, and I'll have feedback next week, invariably. I suspect. Because she, she asked me something while we were on the phone this week. She asked me something. 
And my answer was, well, you clearly have not listened to the last episode. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Are Todd and Lisa really coming to Des Moines for Ragbri? I'm she like, missed the official announcement. You clearly have not listened to last week's episode. <laughs> so there we go. So we, yeah, uh, content breeds content. But yes, we will cover more of that later. That's all I had out of toddler number one. How about uh, toddler number two? She didn't use these words exactly, but I will say, generally speaking, I think our corrections last week were um, appropriate, especially yours. Well, no, mine too. That Southern London thing. Yeah, that was terrible. However, yeah, yeah. The 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 Hamilton recap, et, et cetera. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think we're good. So let's see. We got an email. From the Taylor Center for Technology Policy. Oh, always like getting those. Uh-huh. Was it was it from the policy? Was it from the policy center, or was was it from their lawyers? Because I keep expecting sometime there's going to be one from their lawyers and legal eagles. Because remember, they have both. You need both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, this came from uh, founder and chair Jesse Taylor. Hello, visiting scholar Todd and Dwayne. After listening to last week's show, I decided to ask our marketing department at the Policy Center if we could sponsor ToddCon now that it's been announced. Please let me know the rates. If you have different sponsorship levels to choose from, we are seeking a presenting sponsor. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds fancy. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. ToddCon 2. Hot damn. Presented by the highest bidder. So... Uh, he'd like to get a proposal in front of his executive board for consideration. Though, when you get to paragraph two, I don't hold a lot of faith in their executive board. So, you want me to take? You want me to take paragraph sure, two? Sure, go for <clears throat> it. All right, paragraph, paragraph, page two. So, I got into trouble about the sponsor parking at the policy center and saying that Dwayne could park there. Our risk and compliance officer informed me that because Dwayne was technically not affiliated with the center, if he were to trip or fall, fall asleep on the ground on the way from the car to the center, get lost on his way to the policy center front door, or otherwise injure himself, our insurance would not cover it. I said, no problem. I'll fix that and voted to give Dwayne an associate assistant visiting scholar title to be affiliated with the center similar to Todd. While the vote was held during a board meeting, for some reason, the second to the motion was not kept in our meeting recording, so that made it invalid. You know, that happens around here as well, because many of your motions have died for a lack of a second. Why do you got to go there, dude? Why do you, what do you, what do you, what, that was a settled, that was settled and it was in our past. I thought it was a nice callback by Jesse. I just wanted to uh, hang a lantern on that. I thought that was a good thing. Yeah. All right. All right. So Jesse continues, since I can't give Dwayne an academic rank in our fine institution just yet, I have the ability as chair to bestow unpaid fellowships and thereby granting Dwayne the title very senior fellow. At the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, it includes access to our recently upgraded high-speed wireless access points in the Wi-Fi of our co-working space, reserve parking, and our fantastic coffee nook. I've heard wondrous stories about the coffee nook. Can't wait to try it out. 
Uh, our interns will even print out your emails for you. Well, you know, as a senior fellow, I would expect them to do that. He gets better work out of his interns than we do. I can tell you that. Kev- Kevin, do you know how to print? Kevin? No, it's a printer. You, it takes it from the screen and puts it on the paper. No, get off in, get off TikTok. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to have some conversations. <laughs> He's getting downgraded on his next evaluation. <laughs> Congratulations, very senior fellow Dwayne. Uh, now he gets to park and everyone is safe. Excelsior, Jesse Taylor, founder and chair Taylor Center for Technology Policy, Ruby Valley, Las Vegas, Tuba City, and Napa. They're, they're expanding. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Although I will say this, <laughs> adding Napa, now that I know that they have a center in Napa, that just completely changed our sponsorship rates for ToddCon. Because oh, anybody no. that can afford an office in Napa can afford a lot more uh, to be a presenting sponsor. We await your next email. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse Taylor. Oh, my word. I had one other... By the way, congratulations, very senior fellow. Thanks. Yeah. I got a call yesterday afternoon. Yvonne was out walking with Wrigley uh, out, out, out on the trails. Walking a Todd? Yes. And she was listening to the podcast and Excellent. got to the point where we called out. Thanks for letting us know. And I'm hoping you're enjoying it while you're out walking. And she called to say, I told, I looked at Wrigley and I said, we made the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And she was very excited that literally the, she was listening to the walking to Todd uh, segment while actually out walking to Todd. So, uh, the whole thing is, it was, it was great. And, uh, thanks. Thanks for giving me the call. She was, she was very excited about that, that, that it was part of her day now. So I'm glad we can help. That's very meta. It is right. Like it's, it's yeah. a thing inside of a thing inside of a thing. And, and not yet. Well, as long as she wasn't listening to it on Facebook, then it wasn't really meta, but it was kind of, never mind. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, today is March 1st. It is Felderman day. If you weren't aware. I, I, I don't know what that means. You know, it's like some days are like National Peanut Butter Fudge Day or, you know, National Kiss a Redhead Day. My personal favorite. March 1st is Felderman Day. So there are apparently a lot of Feldermans out there. Wow. If if Mark's listening, hey, I mean, it's probably two days late by the time I get this posted. But happy, happy, happy Felderman Day. There you go. Yeah. You know, that just keeps coming around sooner and faster and faster every year. It does, doesn't it? I feel I feel like we just took down our Felderman decorations just a couple of weeks ago from last year. What do you put up for Felderman decorations? Uh, a Cubs jersey. Yes. Of who's who's? Yeah. Hold Sorry. on. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait. You know what? You can edit this and make us look a lot smarter. I can, and I will. Carmen fan zone. <laughs> That's what you do. You hang up a Cubs of Carmen fan zone jersey. Of course you do. What, all, what else would you do? All over the house, like bunting. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Best 23 of all time. Of course it is. Yeah, I get it. Oh, 
Uh, let's see. Any, do you have anything else? Do you have any follow-up? I do not. Nope. Nope. We had plenty of corrections last week, and I don't think I have anything this week. Okay. Let's, let's not linger. No, if they don't come to mind, like if they don't come to mind right away, we just move on. Okay. Uh, there are there are two items under main topic discussion. Wow. Okay. What I expect to be a recurring segment for the next April, May, June, July, at least four months, and probably five, including rehab, um, are Ragbri news uh, and events surrounding Toddcon Two. Hot damn. I got my 38-year-old Panasonic off the wall. Good place for it. (laughs) Right? Took it over to my buddy Matthews, and we put it on his bike fix-it rack. Yes, thank you. Put it on his repair stand and kind of looked at it, and he's like, wow, this is in really good shape. I'm like, it ought to be. It's hardly been ridden. It's near mint. Yes. In fact, wow, this stuff's like original, like like really original. It's like the the clear, like translucent shifter wires cover on, cover on the on the shifter. Yeah, well, yeah on on the on the wires. Okay, the housing, the housing. Thank you. Yeah, the translucent. The housing is trans. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, if there's something wrong with it, you can't get replacements. <laughs> I mean, they used to do that, but no, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. But the Shimano gears and everything's in pretty good shape, you know, maybe a little bit of whatever. So, so we talked around it a little bit and I took it over to bike world. Uh, the bike was twice as old, I think, as the girl who checked it in. Mm, mm. Okay. She said, what do you know about this thing? I said, well, I've actually done a little bit of research here in the last couple of days. It's like it's like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the history of it? Well, originally it was with Washington when he crossed the Delaware because we. <laughs> they stopped selling these bikes in the United States in 1989. Hmm. Good year. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Exactly. They checked it in. They said, you know kind of looked it over a little bit. This is actually in pretty good shape. You know, maybe an $80 tune-up and, you know, we'll call you if we see, you know, something that we really need to worry about. So they they called me this afternoon. We really think you do need new tires. Those are probably at the end of their lifespan. They're probably not safe to ride on. Okay. What's that going to cost me? $50 a tire. Okay. Why don't we do that? Uh, these are these aren't tubeless, right? You still have tubes for this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the tubes that you got, they're perfectly fine. We'll just reuse them. Forty-year-old <laughs> tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. We're fine. We're just gonna put them right back in. You're good to go. Okay, ready to pick up tomorrow. Okay, ready to pick up tomorrow. So, uh, in the interim, I also, ooh, I got myself a new bike helmet. Look at that. That's sharp. Thank you. It has a spot back there for me to put a, a light in if I so choose. If I if I really get excited and try to ride at night, which I don't really plan to. 
I will say this, by the way, just along those lines, because I've been doing a lot of bike research. Yeah. And apparently, things have changed in the last 35 to 40 years in biking. Including, really? and mm-hmm. I've noticed this because there's a lot of, we got a lot of people biking in the undisclosed location. You know how cars have daytime running lights yeah. to be seen? Apparently, for the last hmm, 10 years, that has also been a thing with bikes that you get daytime running lights, especially something in the back, because as you're riding, that's where traffic should be coming from. A red light maybe flashing because that makes it easier for you to be seen. That is different than you just should have that on at all times. Uh, forget at night, just to make it easier for people to see you. Oh. You can also get a daytime running light for your front, which is a white light, which could flash or not. It is not powerful enough to be used as a headlight. If you're riding at night, you, that's a different one. You just need a small one that you throw on the bike just to say, Hey, I'm here. Just please don't hit me. I'm here. Do these tend to be like rechargeable USB charge yep. whatnot, or do they run off of you nope. powering they're, them? No, they're just, they're standalone, plug them into you like a, a mic, like a micro USB recharge them, get like 10 hours of charge per whatever off of them. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you may want to, there's, there's cheap ones. And then of course, because it's biking, you can spend a lot of money on them, but you can get fairly inexpensive ones. You know, speaking of that, when I when I purchased this helmet, I looked at helmets that had Bluetooth in them Ooh. because because Bluetooth makes everything better, as we know. I think that's factually incorrect, but let's go with it. <laughs> but you could get a Bluetooth helmet that you could sync with your phone, and then you could also connect with the rest of your party who would also be wearing the same Bluetooth helmets and talk to each other while you're writing. Wow. I know, right? For the low, low price of $179 a pop. Seems about right. <laughs> or you could do this. Hey, do you want to get some pie? Yeah. All right. Pie. I just had pie at the last one. Uh, they were out of cinnamon rolls, though. Maybe we could do cinnamon rolls at the... Yeah. Yeah, you could do that too yeah. for a lot less than 180 bucks a pop. You can spend that money on pie and, yeah. and pop. There you go. Yeah. Uh, how's, how's your bike? How, uh, we've, we've done all of this bike talk. Sorry. A, how's your bike? <laughs> it has been in the shop since uh, yesterday. It went into the shop and... As of about two hours ago, I got a text message saying the bike was done. You can come and pick it up. Yeah, your bike is, your shop is quicker than ours. Yeah. They basically said, we're in the, sh- we're basically what I went in on Sunday to just go look at stuff and then went to talk to the shop people and kind of said, Hey, you know, what is this? And they're like, so if you bring it in now, we're like 24 to 48 hours out in about another two weeks, two to three weeks, historically. That'll go to two to three weeks out. Okay. Okay. So it's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You know now. what? I'll just yeah. bring it in. I'll just, I'll just yep. bring it in now. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a, so did, did the, the overhaul on mine was the next step up. 
so it was the it was sort of the full well it wasn't the full take the complete bike apart um, yeah. but it was it was it was between the basic and the overhaul so they kind mm. of really deep clean everything and check and new cables new like mm -hmm. restring everything mm -hmm. while i was checking it in and we were going through because i was looking at some options one an older an older person when i say older person probably our age i don't know whatever an older person who i think works probably there is he a walked, very senior fellow could be could also be the owner of the bike shop i'm not totally okay. clear he walks past stops and looks at my bike and goes man that is a good looking vintage cannondale <laughs> that you don't you don't see those like he goes that is really clean like that looks like it's in great shape and i said yeah it hasn't gotten a lot of use and he's like yeah it looks great though looks great he was impressed because i have a vintage bike <laughs> so and mine i believe is only 29 or 30 years old so i mean yeah, mine's not, not even yeah not the 38 that i'm the yes i am absolutely yeah vintage welcome to vintage wheels i'm your co-host Dwayne. So it got an overhaul on some stuff. I also wanted to replace uh, replace the tires. Uh, I got I got some tires from Specialized that are Armadillo. They're supposed to be more puncture resistant than whatever the heck I have on there right now. But more importantly, and this is what I'm really excited about. Yeah, you got Armadillo. I got Gator Skin. I think they offered me gator skin and I think it went with armadillo instead. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. And then the, so we're, the big but thing, we're rocking the whole zoo, but yes, yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's great. Yes. We had, it's just, our bikes are now gur animals. <laughs> uh, so by the way, you just might want to mark that down as one of the options for show title. My, my, uh, my bike, because it's so old has the uh 20 23 centimeter or 20 23 centimeter that'd be massive 23 millimeter tires which are really really narrow because that was the thing back then and i said can i put wider tires on this like, yeah probably do i have to buy new rims nah new tubes nah that'll all fit so um i have uh i've i've gone up from 23s i think to 28s which should help me not die on the bike so yeah yeah and a new a new a new seat a new saddle has also gone on the bike to try to be a little bit more comfortable so anyway picking it up tomorrow and um now all i have to do is just you know start riding it <laughs> yeah so that miles. was that was question number two over the last week how many miles collectively have we logged well my bike's been in the shop so zero yeah so is mine yeah. Okay. So zero. Yeah. Great. We might be behind plan at this point. So I, I drank a bush light. Does that count? I mean, let's train for part of Ray Bry. Okay. So, okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I had, I had a, I had a piece of pumpkin pie the last couple of nights for dessert. So hmm. I've been oh, starting, yeah. starting to work on my pie intake to, We're, you know, raise my, <laughs> raise my tolerance level. All right. Oh, everybody's like, is this going to go on for the next five months? Yeah, yes, probably. Yeah. Yes, yes, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. 
That's Pretty how much. it works. Yeah. Yep. If you haven't figured that out, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it's either that or we can talk about accessories to put on our trucks. You put a lift kit on that? We, well, we could talk about board apes. Oh, let's not do that. Nope. No, 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 no. We got feedback there. Okay. But we have another. So we do have another main topic discussion, though, that I see that you, you've, you're introducing. We've done this every year. It's NCAA tournament time, March Madness time, uh, men's tournament bracket pole, pool. Pole? Pool? What, whatever. We're doing both. One, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Our, uh... Oh my God. Wouldn't that be great? You know, there's like the AP poll, the coaches poll, and the talking to Todd poll. <laughs> I'm not putting Alabama at number one. You'll find out why later. Uh, so anywho, I will launch that. It'll be on ESPN like we've done before and we'll promote the crap out of it. Yes. Yeah. Quick note. It's been on CBS sports, not on ESPN. Historically, we've been on CBS Sports. Oh, we have been? Yes. Oh. Because it's the only time I ever have to log into CBS Sports. Once a year, I'm like, what is my password? Oh, it was in LastPass. So I'll just go onto the website. I'll just go onto the internet and say, Todd Prince, CBS Sports password. I'm sure somebody has it out there now. Yeah, you're right. Look at that. It is. Yep. Okay, so I will activate that pool. In fact, I'll do it while we're talking right now. Kevin, go find... Kevin, go find my CBS Sports password again, bud. It's underneath the other keyboard. Yeah, right next to the banking one. Yep. Don't get those confused. Okay. Hey, CBS Sports, I'd like to withdraw $300. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. Uh, do we have anything under Todd's Tech Corner as presented by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy? No. Okay. <laughs> You thought about it for a second. That was pausing for a dramatic effect, uh, which in my podcast player, it strips silences out when you play it. So even if there is a long pause, I never, I don't hear it. So I don't know why I'm pausing. <laughs> under, under Dwayne's technical corner, I have reffed my last game for the year. Yeah. How'd that go? Well, you tell me. Wow. I was going to say this better not be a headline from a newspaper and it's from the bulletin review. <laughs> and, and there's a picture of the two of you apparently saying, was the foul right there? Yes. The foul was right there. You mean on that spot? Yes. That spot, that piece of, that piece of uh, lumber. Yes. That piece of lumber. It, that that would be the Woodbine coach and me having a fairly intense conversation at that point. Mm. Specifically, I, I was reminding him where the coach's box was and that he was not in it. And I don't remember much about trigonometry, but given the direction that you're pointing, he's nowhere near it. Not even close. Like. Was this in the same gym that his coach's box was, or was this in a different gym? Coach, coach, your gym is across the hall. Uh, I, 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 what I am going to say is that he was closer to the half court line than he was to his box. Mm. So he wasn't even in the college box. 
which is bigger than the high school box. Coach, coach, you have to be in your you have to be in your coach's box. I'm in the coach's box. You're in the opponent's coach's box. Yours <laughs> is over there. Look, you weren't I'm specific. In, I'm in a coach's box. Okay, so look. <laughs> uh, he did not earn any technicals, but one of his players did. I did not grant it. Uh, one of my partners did. Uh, so that's all I got there. Uh, let's see. What else do we got over here? Oh, can we do this? Do I have a choice? It's not to deny me all across the side to make you, you, you That's right. Dwayne's favorite segment. Todd ought to know. So this is this is kind of a callback. And you'll know why after I ask you this question. And it's not Todd guess a number because this is you're not guessing. This is something you really ought to know. But how far in yards is it from deep shortstop? to first base. Well, they made the bases bigger, so that's going to affect my ability to do I, math. I mean, I used to know, but with I mean, the bases are bigger this year, so the math is completely now Everything thrown out the window. Sure, this sure. is like the old math versus the new math. This is like I got to figure that out by counting on my knuckles. Like I don't know what that is, but apparently it works. In yards, what are do you would you prefer it in fathoms? Like, what? Who uses yards in a baseball game? Okay. Well, I'm going to play along though. I'm okay. Just, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to play along, and I'm gonna, I'm going to do the math out loud so that um, you can you get the chance to laugh at my, my with my correction or you know, oh you you weren't even close. I believe it's ninety feet, ish from okay. first to second. Okay. If I draw that in a straight line. 90 feet. So in old money, right? That's 30 yards. Okay. Am I still, am I still good? Am I good there? Sure. Sure. Shane. Sure. Okay. All right. Now the question becomes how much further out does quote unquote deep short mean? Like, is that I've, I've seen Sean Dunstan uh, play and, and deep short is pretty much the the corner of the of left field right where the padding comes out at at Wrigley if i assume let me ask you this let me, let me does deep short mean because they've changed the rules about you have to be on the gravel versus in the grass does deep short still mean on the gravel i think i think it probably would if i sent you a picture would it help I mean, it'll help, but it won't get me there. But sure, yeah. I, I think this picture might. Okay. Oh, I see. What is this even from, though? Like, how old is this picture? Uh, it might be Oakland. Back Except when Oakland, Oakland, yeah. Back when Oakland didn't have, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay, so this isn't a recent picture, but basically, this is baseball diamond. And an NFL field over the top of it. NFL game is being played. 
So there are lines on the field yes. and line numbers. So you can yes. count from the 30. Oh, now, I can, now I can just count. Yeah. Well, yes. let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that's 30 yards from first base to second base. I got that part right. Sure. Depending on where you say deep short ends, it's one, it's 10, maybe let's say 20 more yards. So it's a total of 50 yards, but not quite. But now that's an angle. And anyway, I think I'm overthinking this. I'm going to say, Bob, Bob, I'm going to go with 48.5 yards. You know what? I I was really going to give you anything between 45 and 55 (laughs) if you had come up with it. But thinking about a quarterback dropping back and throwing in the air a 55 yard pass on a dime and how difficult that is. Yes. Right. To do it running backwards, jumping in the air, turning and firing a baseball to an even smaller target. Yes. 55 yards away is incredibly difficult. Yes. Oh, I mean the bait. Yes. The baseball is smaller and easier to grip. If, if shortstops had to start chucking footballs that way <laughs> would be even, even more difficult, but uh, at least a quarterback more often than not has his feet planted on the ground when he launches a 55 yard bomb. Yes. Yeah. But yes, when, when put that way, yeah. Oh, that guy's got a, that guy is, he's one of the best three arms in the NFL and he would only be our 17th best shortstop. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I, I saw this picture hit my feet and I'm like, wow, hey, that's really interesting and to think about it from that perspective as to how far it, how, how far it really is. And wow, this is something Todd really ought to know. There are some stories, speaking of that, that, you know, one of the pieces of leverage John Elway had to get away from the Colts was that he was also drafted by the Yankees to play baseball. Mm-hmm. As a right fielder, and he played—I believe he played right field for Stanford baseball as well. And he basically told the Colts, "If you don't trade me someplace, I'll just go play baseball." You think about Elway as potentially one of the hardest throwing quarterbacks with any accuracy. <clears throat> Look, Jeff George, looking at you. Million dollar arm, ten cent head. The. There are stories from, I believe, either Stanford or some minor league of of Elway catching the ball on the warning track in right field and throwing it to home without a cutoff guy. (laughs) That'll earn you some money in the bigs. You know, 350, 360. On mm-hmm. a dime in the air, straight to the catcher. Because if you can throw a football 70, 75 yards in the air, uh, that baseball, yeah, you can you can zip that in there. So I should have known that. And the picture helped. Thank you for the picture. That was nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, what else we got? 
I think it's time for uh, idiots. Okay, fantastic. Uh, wow, more sports. Oh, love it. <laughs> Do you want me to go for first with the Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week? Sure, go for it. All right. <clears throat> so one of the largest soccer teams in the world is Barcelona. And uh, they they are if you if you've said one of the what are the top five largest clubs in the world, Barcelona is probably in the top five. Some stuff came out a couple of weeks ago that people are going, huh, this is this is, doesn't seem right. It turns out that Barcelona up until 2018 or 2019 was paying uh, a company about the equivalent of about a $1.5 million a year, I think. I could have that wrong. They were paying a company about $1.5 million a year to help them with their understanding officiating, understanding what officials are looking for, understanding how games would be called, and to, to help coach them around officiating. Okay, they say lots of teams do that. Here's the problem. The person who owned the company was the assistant head of referees for the Spanish Football Federation. His job his job was to assign referees to games and matches and also grade how well they did and tell them what they needed to improve on. While he was doing that job, he was being paid a large sum of money by Barcelona for understanding how to get ref how to work better with the referees. On top of that, I believe that ended in 2018 or 2019. That arrangement ended. Did he retire from offering those services? I don't know. What he did retire from was overseeing officials. <laughs> in Spain. So the minute that he got rid of his day job of overseeing officials, they stopped paying him a consulting fee. <laughs> would, would you stop consulting if you had to, if you didn't have to? So Barcelona says there's nothing to see here. All the teams do it. This is above board. Everybody knew it. There is, by the way, there's one other problem. Uh-huh. Barcelona has said, this is all on the up and up. We paid for consulting reports and consulting reports were delivered. We got written reports. We weren't paying, we weren't paying to get preferential treatment from the referees. We were getting written scouting reports. When asked, the guy who got the money said, oh yeah, there was no, there, there, there was no written reports. They asked for them verbally. So... Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even. Nope. No, no. Yeah. What did you produce for a $1.5 million a year? Oh, I called him up occasionally and told him, here's some things you might want to watch out for. <laughs> anyway, there might be a bit of a problem in the, the, the Spanish league is, is concerned. And the other teams in the league are a little concerned that, you probably shouldn't be paying active referees. 
or in in that manner. I mean, pay them, please, please. The as a, as a referee, yes. please pay them. The league should pay them. Yes, the clubs probably shouldn't be writing separate checks and or putting money in an envelope for them. <laughs> so anyway, good on you, Barcelona. How about you? What'd you bring? Uh, I brought my standard three. Okay. Uh, story number one, our polls are rising. Story number two, pat downs. And story number three, hurry up offense. Well, I know what, let me ask you this. Are all three of these stories the same and you just made up different ones? Because I know what number two is. <laughs> uh, all three of them are not the same. I have, I actually brought three different stories this week. All right. I'm going to go with number two because you already said that you were going to cover this later. So I'm assuming this is what you're going to be covering. So I'm assuming you're familiar with the story about Brandon Miller in Alabama. Yeah. So he's their star basketball player for the number one or number two ranked team NBA team in the country. He could, he is projected to go as high as number two in the NBA draft. Right. A teammate of his, a former teammate of his, has been charged with murdering a woman, um, I believe, about a month ago and or two months ago. And that person has been dismissed from the team. Further information has come out in the last week or two from the DA that said Miller can't be charged because he didn't break any laws. And he denies this, but the investigators say that he supplied the gun to the teammate that was used to kill the person and, or it wasn't his gun, but he acted as like Uber eats for guns and drove it there in his car in that there. Yeah. Did I, did I do too good of a job of surmising a summer surmising? You were, you were close. Yeah. Surmising. (laughs) Sorry. I'm still stuck on Uber eats for guns. You, you had, you had a few of the, of the, um, pedantic details incorrect, but generically. Okay. All right. So the teammate, the now dismissed teammate didn't pull the trigger, but then it was the now deceased teammates. Dismissed teammate. Dismissed. Dismissed teammate. Yes. Yes. You said now deceased teammate. He's. Oh, did I? Oh, yes. I did not intend yeah. to. Okay, so the person who is deceased uh, was I- either involved or formerly involved with the dismissed teammate, but that teammate didn't pull the trigger. It was, however, this the dismissed teammate's gun. So okay. the teammate messaged Miller saying, "Hey, can you bring me my gun?" Okay. And so he did. But even then, it wasn't the teammate who pulled the trigger and killed the woman. It was this other guy. But because the the guy in the middle owned the gun, he's being charged with either accessory to or something related to the murder. But as you said, Miller isn't being charged with anything. And... As his coach, Nate Oates, said, Miller was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> now, I will say, all none of this, uh, all of this is idiot worthy, 
none of this is the reason this is on my rundown this week. Okay. That I told you that story to tell you this one. Right. Cause, but it's important that you know all of that backstory because when Miller was announced at a basketball game and his name was announced and he comes out through the, uh, all of his teammates and he's high-fiving, he gets to the end of that little tunnel, another teammate pats him down. Ostensibly looking for weapons. Yes. 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 Yep. Yep. Not a lot of self-awareness going on. Nope. There. So that's why Miller and his teammate and Oates are the idiots of the week. Yeah. Oh, and the AD. Yeah. Plenty. Should he be suspended? I don't know. That's not for me to say, but it's certainly for them to say. Not the first time somebody from Alabama has been on this rundown. Probably won't be the last. Here's, I'm just going to throw this out. I may have, I may have shared this story before. When, when I was working, this would have been, I don't know, 15 years ago in an office with a bunch of people. One of our friends who's there, we're talking with him and he goes, hold on. uh, I got to call home. And we said, what, everything okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I just got to call home real quick. He got a text message from his then six-year-old son. The text message said, Dad, where do we keep the axe? At that point, Josh said, I got to call home. <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> why do you need an axe? We're not yeah. doing this over tech, right? I thought of that when reading a story that a teammate says, can you bring me my gun? <laughs> The correct response isn't 30 minutes or le- 30 minutes, 30 minutes or less, or it's free. That is not the response. It's, it's not what we're looking for here, Brandon. <sighs> yeah. Good, good job, Alabama. It's as if college sports has problems. Only on days that end in Y. We have time for a quick travel story. Sure. Uh, Amy's on the road this week. She went to go visit her parents. Yep. She lands in Florida and sends me a picture. More visual jokes. I'm betting we're not getting funded this week either. Sends me a picture. Wow, internet is slow tonight. I can I can see the bar. <laughs> one zero zero one one zero. One. Shoom. That's the bottom of her suitcase. She got one of those fancy three wheel ones. She does. Yeah. That, and that is where the wheels came off on her trip. <laughs> wow. Well, there's your problem. We've now nicknamed her suitcase peg. <laughs> she was handling real fine going in that last corner and then the wheel came right off. And then I went right into the baggage claim. <laughs> boogity, boogity, boogity. Yeah, it is Florida. It's it's this is an F one, and she's not in Miami. It's she's over on the other side of Florida. So, anyway, so uh, Amy. So, interestingly enough, uh, it's a Samsonite. It's got a really good warranty. A month ago, I came back from a trip with my Samsonite hard sided luggage with a crack in the hard shell, 
Hmm. I got a 10-year warranty on mine. So I submitted the warranty. They shipped it off. uh, Well, I shipped it off to this little repair shop uh, out just outside of Chicago. Talked to Wally. Wally's awesome. Wally took care of covering it and Samsonite shipped me back a brand new bag. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was waiting for you to say you shipped it out there. Wally said, yeah, I see what's going on. Okay. Yeah. We can absolutely cover this. Pulled out a piece of duct tape with the word Samsonite on it, covered up the crack and sent it back and said, you're covered. Look at that. Samsonite Samsonite says you're welcome. (laughs) So after having established this relationship with, with Wally, yeah, because now you got a now you have a luggage repair guy. I do, right? I got yeah. a guy. So Amy sends me that photo. I immediately go on Samsonite, log it as a warranty claim, and then I pick up the phone and I call Wally. Hey, Wally, this is Dwayne in Norwalk. You remember me from two weeks ago? Yeah, how'd that thing turn out? It was great, awesome. Guess what? So I tell him about Amy and her bag. Well, what's the RMA? Just submit it. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Oh, that thing? Do you have pictures of it? So I email them the pictures. Yeah, we got one of them. Uh, we got one that had its case cracked. It's sitting here. I got extra wheels. Your address is on. Yep, got your address right here. He mailed me same day a new wheel for her luggage. The wheel arrived this morning. Amy lands in about 45 minutes. I'm just going to say this. <clears throat> you 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 made you said that Wally said some specific things and I picked up on one of them. He's like, "We've got Oh yeah. We've got some cases that have been cracked with good wheels. I'll get you a wheel." There is a non-zero chance that the wheel that is going on to Amy's suitcase came off of your bag. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm going to have to go check serial numbers because it very easily could be. That's a good call out. Thank you for that. The circle of life. Um, <laughs> it is a wheel. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Huh. A gift that keeps on giving. There you go. Uh, so yeah, travel stories. We'll see if she comes back with anything else, but so far uh, I've spent a week as a bachelor and didn't kill myself or anyone else. So, there it is. Uh, we'll count it as a win. We'll take that as a win. You watch anything good? Mostly more of the same. We're just poker face Clarkson's farm. We're just nothing new yet. We're, we're, we're we got to clear the decks for, for Ted Lasso, which the countdown is now on to Ted Lasso. So, yes. so Ted Lasso's coming. I will say we watched um, episode two of Picard. Have you, have you seen episode two of Picard? No. Okay. I'm not going to give anything away, but what I'm going to say is they have an A and a B story in episode two. Mm -hmm. And Lisa and I were both like, why do we need the B story? I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care about the B story. The B story is taken away from the A story. What did Patrick not want to shoot as much on set this time just stop it with the b story and get back to the a story because the a story is the one that we want and i'm sure they're going to tie it all together somehow in the end but we were both like i will say this i was getting so angry with the b story that i was like i don't know that i'm the a story isn't good enough at this point to make me sit through the b story crap 
I don't, I don't understand. Why can't we just make TV shows, people? Why, why do, why do they have to be works of art? Just give me the story that you, you know, we want. Anyway, how about you? What are you watching tonight? Uh, Hard, the, apparently, <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, once Amy lands, if she's still awake, yes, we'll we'll try to knock out Picard. Uh, she's been watching Drive to Survive. I watched episode one. Have not gotten back to it, um, but she is she's binged the entire series while she was on vacation. The entire season wow. uh, while she was on vacation. So I've got some catching up to do there. And I started watching. I've watched the first two episodes of The Consultant with Christoph Walls. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. These are, uh, they're only 30 minute episodes and there's only eight of them. Uh, he is a, it, it is a horror satire office comedy, I guess. Those are all words. Right? Those. <laughs> Title option number two. <laughs> Those are all words. Yes. Fair. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's set at a software company and he comes in at, at a, a, a gaming, an app gaming software company, and he comes in under mysterious circumstances and takes over. Hmm. I'm interested enough to see where it goes. Okay. So I don't know. It, it, it you know how the office was at times kind of cringy because it yes. hit too close to home. Yes. Yes. So there's some of that going on too. Yeah. I was going to say, I have a sneaking suspicion that the consultants that, are portrayed there are going to be at least whether it's more entertaining or horror or whatever, are much more entertaining than the consultants we get. Hey, uh, could you give me, uh, could you basically do like 75 hours worth of work in the next week and give me all the data? And then I have got a one hour presentation where I summarize all of your work and then cash a big check. And then you guys don't do anything that we suggest except for the idea that you gave me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're behind on your work. So, could you could you keep going? Yeah, is it like that? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was <laughs> sorry. I was having flashbacks there. That was that was far too close to. Oh, home. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No work oh, stuff. No, 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 stuff. no work stuff. No work stuff. To learn anything? Yeah. So this week, uh, this is kind of a follow up piece. We talked about how bad the super the field was for the Super Bowl, and it was people are slipping and sliding and all that stuff. Yeah. As follow up to that, what I learned this week is if you're 94 years old, you can say anything that is on your mind. How do those relate? George Toma, who is yeah. the longtime groundskeeper for the NFL. Some people, some people refer to him as the sod father who has advised the preparation of every Super Bowl field had some thoughts about what was wrong with the with the Super Bowl field from last week. <clears throat> Basically, he took the guy he's talking about the guy who was actually in charge of this, Ed Mangan, the NFL field director who's in charge of the field. So, George is now just kind of a consultant, 94 years old. <clears throat> Quote 
So what he does, unquote, he waters the hell out of it and then puts it right back into the stadium and that's it. He never sees sunlight again. He can't do that. It had a rotten smell. In, in addition to that, according to Toma, by the way, do you have the cuckoo clock ready? 94. Here we go. <clears throat> he sanded it two weeks too late. He only went, had one sanding. He should have had two or three sandings, but he didn't do shit. And that was it. Not only that, he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. <laughs> now, you might think that this might this might potentially disrupt George's relationship with the NFL. George, however, says, me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, apparently, at 94, and you see something, you say something. Uh <laughs> Calls him like he sees him. Attaway. Yeah. 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 And to be honest, most of what he says, everybody's like, hmm, that does explain a lot, doesn't it? Hmm? Yeah. Maybe the guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know. Anyway, how about you? What'd you learn this week? Well, uh, like many baseball fans, I learned this week that there are a host of new rules in baseball this season. I mean, you referenced larger bases. Yes. Uh, we also talked about whether or not shortstops needed to be um, on which side of second base or on the dirt or not, you know, these yes. kinds of things. Yes. Right. Uh, they also instituted a pitch clock, which I, I've seen at minor league baseball. Yes. Which doesn't exactly bother me, but they're actually enforcing it. Yes. To the point where a Red Sox Braves game this week ended in a 6-6 tie after Cal Conley wasn't in the batter's box in time on a 3-2 count, got an automatic third strike. You're out. Game over. Let's go to Chili's. <laughs> Now, regular season, they just go to extra innings and stick a man on second. Yes. Don't get me started there. Shadow the, runner, ghost runner, whatever. Yes. <laughs> the Manfred man. They put the Manfred man on second. Anyway, I learned all kinds of things about, okay, so they have to be in the batter's box. The batter has to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. It, yeah. And ready to, yes. <clears throat> and, and ready to swing, ready to go. Right. But then... The gamesmanship that has already started with the pitchers, how long do I make them wait, you know, so that if, if I'm ready, do I go right away? As soon as we make eye contact, boom, I can go. Or now do I just hold and make them wait? It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, this is going to play out. It is. The, the flip side, though, was without this, I mean, batters were doing the same thing. So Mac, Max Scherzer is known as a guy who who's really, really good. And he just wants to get up there and throw the ball and because he's better than you. So he just wants to get through this as fast as possible. So batters were taking 30 seconds, 45 seconds between pitches to throw him off his game. Meanwhile, we're all sitting there going, can, can something happen? Can something? So. I mean, it's everybody's like, oh, the gamesmanship It's like there was gamesmanship before. Like it, it just, yes. 
anyway. Right. But apparently now we're back down to games that only last two and a half hours, like they used to be in 1985. That was the last time we saw an average game length of two and a half hours was 1985. First week of spring training, spring training games are 23 minutes shorter <laughs> than last year, which is the same number that they saw last year in the minor leagues. So yes, it seems, it seems to be working. I guess, I guess, I don't know. Anyway, we were very sports heavy this week. We're going to, I know we're going to hear about that. We're sorry. Next week, nothing but musicals and Dwayne's opinion of them. Sweet Lord. That's going to be popular. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prinz and very old fellow. No. Senior. Thank you. Very senior. Thank you. I haven't written it down yet. Very senior fellow Dwayne Johnson. <sighs> Wherever you get your pods, just search talking in the number two. No Gino Space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can check out our Naperville drains if you're in the greater Chicagoland area. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors. As always, Toddler 3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and DJ to go Cedar Valley, your five-star DJ in the Cedar Valley. As always, you, just like Jesse, can send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? Yeah, so if we're going to do musicals next week, I would consider we need to take a look at, uh, let's see, uh, there's Damn Yankees. Um, <clears throat> that's a good one that we can talk about. Let's see, Rocky, which apparently was a musical. I didn't know. Um, that's also sports. Um, we can talk about uh, Bend It Like Beckham, which which also was a, a, a musical, apparently. Uh, well, how about, how about, can, how about Sma- Smash? In Bombshell? That had Joe DiMaggio in it. Yeah, well, here's my problem. As I was quickly looking to find all the musicals about sports, which, by the way, is not a... That's a short. The Venn diagram doesn't... That's very short overlapping. I went to theatertrip.com, and they said 23-plus musicals about sports. I'm like, sweet. And I'm quickly reading through these, and I'm like, that's... What? That... That has nothing to do. And here's how they define it to get a list of 23. These musicals under baseball. Musicals about baseball. Okay. These musicals either feature baseball in the plot. That would be a baseball musical. Or mention baseball in a specific song. Not helpful. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, they, they said the word baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Book of Mormon really isn't a baseball musical just because you said the word baseball. <laughs> I, apparently, trying to trying to connect sports and musical theater is not something I should do in, in three minutes while doing a show. This is going to be a lot more difficult. I may have to come back next week with a list. That sounds good. We'll be back next week. We're here. We're talking to Todd. Thank <laughs> you.
Golf, the musical from 2003. Sport mentioned or featured golf. Good to know. Bring it on. That that is that is on the list. <clears throat> Sport mentioned or featured cheerleading. Is that is that one of the best musicals in the last 15 years, Dwayne? <laughs> It's, He's thinking. It's certainly, it's certainly one of the musicals of the last fifteen years. We got different categories now. 